Hello, this is NPR. Um, so I just wanted to <laughs> I wanted to start the podcast uh, by just really getting into getting into a big change that you might hear. Um, we've got a big production change. Um, we went out and spent a good chunk of change on some hardware and a good little at this point remote studio setup. But uh, we've even got a studio in the works. So uh, look forward to us having like a Joe Rogan esque studio. Um, in the future, maybe we'll have a video podcast to come out with the release of the audio podcast. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up uh, off the bat that, we, you know, we've got a big production change. And um, the really the reason I wanted to start off with that is if we are assaulting your ears <laughs> in a way that uh, is not pleasurable, um, give us that feedback. Uh, your feedback is critical to our operation, um, as we like to mention. Um, so... If you go to chillinois.net slash podcast, uh, you can give your feedback there. There's a link that uh, says Be Heard, um, and you can provide feedback uh, through that link. So once again, that's chillinois.net slash podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, I'm hope my, I hope my voice sounds nice and sexy for you guys. I hope it soothes you. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to disturb you. Um, hello and welcome. <laughs> this is episode three of the Chillinois podcast. This episode was recorded on April 19th. It's a Sunday. We started recording just about 2.45 p.m. Um, my name is Cole Preston. You might know me on our subreddit as Cannabis Illinois or Canna. And I'm Smokin' Jay. Yeah, and today we have an exciting episode. Um, I'm really excited uh, for today's episode. We announced the big ticket items for our giveaway. And we have uh, what a lot of you might consider to be a controversial conversation. So our podcast serves as the home for our cannabis-related media. The podcast will include consumer opinion, news, industry insider information, and more. Our approach with this podcast is multifaceted. There are a lot of things going on in the world, let alone in the cannabis industry. And so our goal, first and foremost, is to keep you informed. We will feature a wide variety of perspectives and opinions from the key players in the cannabis industry, including but not limited to government officials, health experts, business leaders, and more. Now you can find our podcast on our brand new website, chillinoy.net. It's a portal to all of our services. Now Cole's been working hard to get our podcast on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and the Google Play Store. So please make sure to do a like and subscribe and go ahead and go ahead and rate our podcast. Leave us some uh, feedback. We'd love to hear. Now if you're interested in our RSS feed, you can go to chillinoynet slash podcast. We made it real easy. At the bottom of the page, you will see a button that says click here to go to our RSS feed for our podcast. If you click on that button, it'll take you directly to our RSS feed so that you can add it to whichever educator you use. Yeah, and on that note, um, community input is critical to this operation. I like to start that, start the podcast with that, and, you know, since we've got the big production change, of course, Again, if we're assaulting your ears, we want to get that feedback. But your feedback ultimately determines the future of this podcast. So if you ever have a question that you need answered, a point that you want to share, if you just want to hear your own thoughts or voice coming through the airwaves, go to chillinoynet slash podcast to have your voice heard. Uh, once again, that's chillinoynet slash P-O-T-C-A-S-T. And from there, you can either write us an email or you can leave us a voicemail. In the future, we hope to maybe host this show in a live format, um, and the idea is that we could have a segment where 
you're able to call in as a listener just like you could in any traditional talk show. And we really think that this will go a long way towards engaging our community um, in our podcast and in learning about cannabis. So um, before we hop into the main topic of our show, we'd like to announce the big ticket items for our giveaway. That's right. We're having a giveaway. It's our 420 hashtag safer at home celebration for the year of 2020. We realize it's a tough time for all of us out there, so we teamed up with some of the best vendors and cannabis cultivators in the industry, and they gave us some special things to give out. Uh, earlier this week, we announced our first vendors of our giveaway. The first one was Veil, which makes a spray that masks the lingering smell of cannabis, and they will be giving out some of the spray. The second company, which is we recently announced, is Area 51 Farms. Area 51 Farms, a local craft hemp boutique par- grower, We'll be giving away four $20 gift certificates that will be able to be used during the upcoming harvest season. As you may know, the Canna Queens were on our episode last uh, last time, and they announced that they will be giving out two free cannabis cooking classes into the drawing. It has been a crazy week, but it's all led up to this point. It is my pleasure to announce some of the items that were provided by a cannabis cultivator that is operating in the state of Illinois. Cresco has provided several swag bags, which include hats, stickers, shirts, product samples, and more. That's right. Cresco is going to be providing swag and samples from some of their product line. That's right. Cresco will be providing swag and samples from some of their product lines. So let's go over what Cresco has to offer. Cresco has excellent everyday cannabis. Cresco cannabis is carefully cultivated to a higher standard. Their flower is 100% locally grown, nurtured, and harvested at the peak of its freshness. The live concentrates that Cresco produces are made from fresh frozen material to preserve the full terpene profile of each plant, never from distillate. Cresco delivers consistent quality and experience and availability. In a world where you can't find the same thing twice, or maybe even once, you know, with all this corona stuff, Cresco delivers an, ex- an excellent experience that you can rely on. Check out Cresco Cannabis at your local dispensary. Now, Cresco's got a few brands that I'm uh, particularly a big fan of. Uh, the first one is Cresco's High Supply. Um, it's one of my favorite brands to come out of legalization. High Supply is everything that you need and nothing that you don't. High Supply products are grown for the cannabis connoisseur. High Supply is quality cannabis that's available in bulk, which is something that's kind of hard to find in this market right now. The High Supply buds are expertly grown and available in popcorn, shake, pre-rolls, and vapes. Whether you're a fan of sativa, indica, or hybrid, you'll always have weed on hand with High Supply. And as some of you may know, I'm obsessed with edibles, and I find that one of the uh, they're one of the best and most effective ways to medicate. So for some of the best and honestly tastiest edibles on the market, um, check out Mindy's Edibles. If you've not heard of Mindy Seagal, she's a James Beard, award, uh, James Beard award-winning chef, and she's brought her culinary style to the world of cannabis-infused goodies. She started with memories from her, culti- uh, her culinary journey, and she's carefully crafted each of her iconic flavors, combining distinctive ingredients in thoughtful and innovative ways. All right, now let's go over some of the rules again on this giveaway, just to make sure everyone knows how to enter and win some of these awesome products. Um, first, off, first off, to enter, you go to chillinois.net slash 42020. That's chillinois.net forward slash 
42020. When you enter, you will have a chance to win one of the variety of prizes and packs. This is all part of one giveaway, so only enter once. Uh, you must be 21 years or older, so make sure you're at least 21. Again, if you have your medical card, age doesn't matter. I want to reiterate, we will only allow one entry per person. We are monitoring entries, and uh, we will remove any duplicates. So, I mean, you can try to enter more than once, but you're just going to cause more work for us having to filter through them. So we appreciate if you hold off on that. You can increase your chances now for, by winning if you sign up for a mailing list on our new website. So you can enter in once, and if you sign up for our mailing list, you do double your odds. And you can do that at chillinois.net slash raffle420. That's chillinois.net forward slash raffle420. Winners for the giveaway will be announced on 420-2020 around 420 p.m. That's right. We're super excited to announce uh, the winners of our giveaway. It's been a pretty exciting week. And, uh, you know, it's our first 420, um, but we're looking to make – and the, the other thing, Jason, you'd, you'd agree that <laughs> – the coronavirus hasn't made this 420 especially easy. Um, nope. I mean, hell, it's a it's kind of a, a ritual that you and I get together on 420 around 420 p.m. and uh, we enjoy some cannabis together. And uh, we're not going to be able to do that this year, unfortunately. And if we do, it, it'll be from a uh, from a distance, right? So, right. Um, <laughs> it's it's so sad that that, that this timing. Um, just didn't work out well. I mean, the other thing is, is, you know, stoners have kind of been joking about 420, um, the year of 2020 for, I mean, years. It's been a stoner joke. Like, you know, it's going to be 420 for the whole month, basically. That's the, that's been the joke. And so um, it just it's sucks. A it's a damn conspiracy. And I honestly like to make that joke. It's like, you know, of course, right when cannabis is uh, becomes legal in my state, the world comes to an end. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, cannabis is legal in the state of Illinois, and so I'm sure that some of you have made a trip to your local dispensary, and if you haven't, it's a truly liberating experience, and I encourage you to. Yeah, I know the weather is getting better out, so you can actually go out there and stand in line without losing your fingers and toes to frostbite. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but the first time I went to the dispensary, I found myself overwhelmed. They all, it felt like they were giving me a pop quiz, and uh, I did not sell you 40. Um, you know, usually when I go to get weed, I just go there and buy some weed. But they're like, you, do you want to smoke cookies, or do you want to smoke my boss? I was like, I'm not tired of smoking weed, but whatever you suggest. But how about sweet peas? And I'm like, why does it sound bad? Uh, yeah, that's, that's not CBD. I don't do that. Uh, outer space? Oh, yeah, that sounds really fun. How about Alaskan Thunderfuck? Like, I don't, I don't know about that one. Does that come with diarrhea, or what is that? So what kind of weed do you want? I got the Incredible Hulk. I got some of the Green Monster. I got the Bling. Hey, we go through this every time I come here. I don't care what it's called. I just want a bag of fucking weed. Whoa, chill, bro. No, you can't raise your voice like that with the lions here. <laughs> what a great movie. I love that. What a fucking great movie. You, yeah, you, you can't raise your voice when the lion's here, man. So if you didn't if you didn't recognize that that was a clip from Grandma's Boy, what a classic. Um, that scene inspired us to look into how cannabis is being marketed and sold. So it, if you'll notice, you know that scene wasn't far off from what you the experience you go to, you, you go through when you go to a dispensary. I, 
it, a lot of these marketing tactics seem to be remnants from the black market. Oh yeah, I I think so too. And before before we even dive into this conversation, I want to reiterate that this podcast relies on thoughts and feedback. So as we mentioned earlier, this topic can be very controversial. We want your feedback because at the end of the day, what we're about to share with you is simply our understanding. I mean, I like to just tell people I'm just some guy named Jay. You know, I'm not a journalist or like a scientist. I just kind of, you know, go with what I feel and what I look up. And I'm definitely open to changing my point of views based on other people's uh, insight. So, um, you know, we're always just trying to have a further understanding of how the conversation should go on air and, you know, definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Yeah, so just to piggyback off that, I, I hope that you guys do take advantage of the avenues that we've provided to give feedback on our podcast and points of conversation. Um, this will allow us to have some depth on this topic, to add some depth to this topic and, and others in the future. So, you know, if you're if you're listening to this thinking, you idiots, this is this is the way that it is. Well, go ahead and email us that. Um, if you go to chillinois.net sl- or you can leave us a voicemail, you know, we'd love to hear you uh, raging on a voicemail. So if you go to uh, <laughs> chillinois.net slash podcast, that's chillinois.net slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T, um, and you he- uh, click the Be Heard button, um, you can send an email in or you can even leave us a voicemail and, and you can tell us just how stupid you think we are. Um, so I just want to start this conversation with a couple of questions, and I really don't know that we'll get anywhere with this conversation today because we're relying on your feedback. We, The thing is, is um, Jay, you said it best before we went on air. Um, you know, th- this definitely seems to be a remnant of the black market, and it's not that these companies are purposefully trying to confuse you. I mean, there's definitely an element of that, um, but it's not that for for the most part it's not that there's malintent it's that they are trying to run with a standard that most people are familiar with and you know you, you can't really blame them right jay oh yeah i mean they're i mean in a way they're just kind of running with the mob yeah so, they're, they're I mean, just running really with it and mob. yeah so what we're trying to do today is we're just trying to ask questions really i i i think that's what we want to start with is asking questions i've got two main questions and i've got some follow up so bear with me here. This is a rant that if you guys have talked to me on the Discord server or if you've been on the Reddit, um, I go on this rant all the time, and I'm so thankful that we have a podcast to <laughs> allow me to express myself um, because I really feel like these points um, are not discussed uh, on, on the main stage of cannabis. Um, they seem to be swept to the wayside, and so I think I've been vague enough. Let's just get right into it. So my first question is, why is cannabis separated into indica, sativa, and hybrid variants? Because as I understand it, the labels sativa and indica cannot be used as a reliable indicator of physiological response. Now, as I understand, in the past, these terms, sativa and indica, were used as a subspecies classification for cannabis. So, you know, genus, species, binomial nomenclature. Uh, It's cannabis, sativa, cannabis, indica. There's cannabis ruderalis. You know, it's a subspecies. So these, in other words... If you're at all familiar with binomial nomenclature, these terms um, are used to describe morphological characteristics and physical adaptations of an organism, and in this case, the cannabis plant. So, for example, um, with the indica and sativa, it's the idea of broad leaves versus narrow leaves, um, adaptations to survive in high humidity, um, high humidity, um, high altitudes, low humidity, you know, those 
the different adaptations that make the cannabis plant what they are. And from what I can tell, these terms have never, uh, at least scientifically, um, they've not been historically used to describe physiological effects of a cannabis cultivar or variety, which brings me to my next question. Why is cannabis separated and sold as strains? I would argue, in fact, that cannabis should be sold as a variety or a cultivar. Um, and that depends on whether or not the plant has one or more distinguishing characteristics and is true to seed. But I think that strain is a remnant. Uh, that's the best example of it being a remnant of some of these things being a remnant of the black market. I think that honestly, there was some pot dealer uh, that thought that that sounded cooler. He's like, yeah, man, I got this new strain, you know, this Kush, man. And so I, the thing is, is that the word strain, the reason that I think that that's, I mean, you know, I'm not just pulling that out of my ass. The word strain is borrowed from microbiology, and it's mainly used to describe a genetic variant or subtype of bacteria, fungus, or virus. And you guys might be familiar with that right now because we're talking about COVID-19, right? So um, in short, I'm having this, I'm starting this conversation, and it is a conversation because I'm asking questions, and I'd like to, we'd like to get your feedback. Uh, I'm starting this conversation because I believe that we should start to standardize cannabis medicine. Um, by looking at each individual plant's chemical profiles and grouping them according to uh, terpenes, flavonoids, cannabinoids, and any other distinguishing feature. Yeah, I, I just uh, just to give you a little piece there. I I'm totally on board with you, and I kind of come from a background of like farmers. I myself am not a farmer. My father was though, and you know they they buy their plants, corn and soybeans. They have like what would be referred to as a strain, but they're called, you know, variants. And uh, they're based on their actual, what they actually produce. Like, you know, I, I am a fan of uh, peaches and cream sweet corn. Well, it has its own name because, you know, someone used like uh, GMO, which, you know, not to scare anyone. I don't want to go into another conversation with GMOs, but someone used the techniques of, of you know sped up evolution to make this corn produce sweeter corn that has a peachy flavor to it and so they gave it that name and i think that is cool but when they just say well it's a sativa like what does that mean yeah yeah and so to piggyback off your your point of you know a, a specific strain or you said variety of corn you know, if you went and bought your what was the corn that you just said you enjoyed sweet pe sweet it's what? uh peaches and cream peaches and cream. So if you go and buy peaches and cream, and let's say you get sweet corn, what are your thoughts when you go home and you try that and it's not the corn, right? What do you what do you think? When it's not sweet corn. When it's not the oh. peaches and cream. When it's sweet corn, you think I fucking paid for peaches and cream, right? Right. You're right, and so yeah, exactly it's crazy right. because there's not really standardization in the cannabis industry yet. But in that in that aspect, and actually, they did some studies in uh, the Netherlands where they went around um, to the different coffee shops, as they call them, um, mm -hmm. and they bought gorilla uh, gorilla glue, which is a pretty reputable strain, right? You've heard of it, and oh, yeah. uh, they bought gorilla glue from the same the same cultivator um, across different uh, from different uh, coffee shops, rather, and the profiles, the chemical profiles, were testing all over the map. Um, in other words, the strain that was named the same did not seem to have the same features 
And well, so, like how, just how to, are they growing that strain? Are they growing up from seed, or are they growing up from cloning? Because if you're not well, cloning, you're making a whole new plant. Exactly, and that's <laughs> something that uh, most people don't understand. That, that if you're not cloning, you are. I mean, that's that's modifying the genetics. You know, it's that's mm-hmm. there are variables that come into play, and so the genetics are are different. So, a clone is really the only way you can. Um, preserve those genetics so to say but like i said just to return to that point um and to return to your point that you brought up about i keep forgetting the name peaches and cream (laughs) yeah uh if you you know it's the idea that you would be outraged if you bought peaches and cream corn but it was sweet corn um and the same should be said oh okay all right well then my whole analogy it's a kind of sweet corn all right then my whole analogy is fucked. I, let me just <laughs> let me say it this way: If you go to get a Chardonnay, and you come home and that stuff tastes like a Moscato, there's going to be a problem, right? Right. Um, because you had an expectation, you thought you understood what you were purchasing, um, and then now you get home and it's a different thing. I was buying some peaches and cream, and I got home and I opened up the package, and there's clearly seed corn in this package i mean could i cook it and eat it yeah is it gonna taste very good not really is it gonna be kind of tough yeah it's gonna be tough because it's freaking seed corn is it edible? yes yeah <laughs> yeah and so the point i'm trying to make and i think you guys get it is that you can't it the way that the industry is now you can't rely or yeah i mean that's the best word you can't rely on a cultivator to produce a consistent product and right. um we've i've seen some i i think you have too jason at least in the state of illinois that can produce a level of consistency uh now this is recently maybe dropped but verano for example um their nugs uh they sell what they have marketed as hand trimmed colas um and they used to be some of the best nugs in the, in the state and i would i would get the maglandres and it always looked the same smoked the same tasted the same felt the same and so um, that that was a consistency that I hadn't seen before. Um, but they've since – I'll just be candid. They've since lost that level of consistency because um, they don't hand trim anymore. Um, so uh, they're using machine trim, which is, is fine at the end of the day. I mean it's, it's just really aesthetics. Um, but it's, uh, it's a drop in quality, and it's a drop in consistency. I mean you know, with hand trim, you, you can be consistent. You, you have a level of uh, – oversight um, with a machine to, with a machine you're you're pumping that right. shit out you know go ahead though i would have to disagree on one opinion that it does matter whether it's hand-picked or machine-picked to me because when i go to a dispensary and i'm paying 65 dollars for an eighth i expect there to be like no more than three nugs in there absolutely and i think that that's where people's frustration is coming from ultimately is that you're paying premium prices for a sub-premium product, mm-hmm. um, and and I see that all day long. But some of these, some of the comments we've gotten on the dis on the subreddit, I just want to be frank. Um, you know, it all smokes the same. Um, we all love big nugs, uh, mm-hmm. we do, and and you know, to an extent, the top colas are are more potent um, than the ones at the, the you know the nugs you get at the bottom. So I guess you could. If you, if you want to be picky about that, you have every right to be. But, um, you know, th- some of these people are, are upset that we're, we're not getting big nugs and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and I get that. I 
I love big nuts, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it goes through the grinder and it smokes the same. So yeah, um, you're right. I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, though, Jason, what what you're right about, and this is what everybody's on about, is that there's been a drop in quality, um, and, and not only that, but you know, mm-hmm. if you're paying for hand trim colas, which the label still says that, by the way, it still says it's hand trim and it's right. not. So that's arguably false advertising. And if you want to save money on presentation, like maybe save money on your stupid, ridiculous packaging. Like I don't need to open four goddamn boxes to get to my joint. That'll be a that'll be a topic for another <laughs> podcast. I don't want to get too far off uh, off path because but you know what? Gone. I feel like they're saving money on one avenue and like oh like oh like the PR department's made a really good packing box. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think that's the crux of this is that they they've ordered all this packaging. And they don't want to change it to where it doesn't say hand trimmed because then that would be another investment. So yep. I, I get it. But um, the, the thing that I think they could do to make everybody happy is lower their prices because, you know, it, it's one thing that if you're charging $65 an eighth and you've got consistency and quality. But if you drop that, then I expect a drop in price. So mm-hmm. I get it. I get where people are coming from. But here's the thing. Uh, like I said, I, we kind of went on a tangent there. Verano, I use Verano as an example, though, because they, um, they're they the closest thing I've seen to consistency in this market. Um, and uh, Bedrocan, just to return to the Netherlands, is a company that seems to be pioneering the initiative that we're, we're really discussing, um, which is uh, to offer, you know, standardized cannabis so Bedrocan offers five medicinal cannabis varieties that each have their own unique, fully standardized genetic composition that is and remains the same, on quote, for every batch, year in and year out. And so, yeah, um, and that's the end of that quote. Um, so my idea is that if, if they can produce their own unique, standard, fully standardized genetic composition that is and remains the same for every batch, year in and year out, that means they can make a reproducible chemical profile. And I think a reproducible chemical profile should enable doctors to monitor dosage and the effect on a disorder that they may be trying to treat in the same way as they do um, with other standardized medica- medications. Now, it's important for me to immediately note that uh, um, you know, pharmacology isn't as much of a science as it claims to be. Uh, according to Pat Rose, Pat Rose East, who's a member um, in the Illinois medical, or sorry, in the me- medical cannabis community, you can find them on Facebook. Um, sh- she was saying that you know pharmacology isn't as much as a science as it claims to be either. You know, granted, um, it, it's much easier to get an exact dose every time, um, but considering that none of our bodies are nothing uh, but a bunch of variables, getting the correct dose isn't as easy as maybe I just proposed it. Um, many medications are only thoroughly tested for a very narrow uh, demographic range as it is, so sex and weight alone can have dramatic impacts on the effectiveness of medication. Um, there's a lot of guesswork that goes into pharmacology, which is not to say that pharmacology is useless, because it's not. Um, but, you know, Pat Rosie, she was just saying that she's very wary of companies that want to come off as exact and sciencey in a field where there's there's there just is complications of plant variants um, combined with human variants. So it all just smells of some 
somebody trying to sell her something is basically her standpoint on it. The the um, I guess the direction some of these uh, companies come from. If you if you know, and I've noticed this too, they really try to sound exact and sciency where there's a lot of variance, and I think that's uh, that's part of uh, the problem, I guess, with the industry right now, and it's maybe part, it's a complication with maybe the direction that I'm heading in. There's a lot of variance with the plant itself and with, you know, the human that's interacting with the plant, so. um, Well, I think it's a good thing for the market (coughs) and the direction um, that we're talking about because let's, I'm going to go back to what I know, the farming industry, which I don't know it that well, but you know, how does it work? You have companies that sell seeds. Well, how do they sell their seeds? They say, well, I'm going to make this, you know, uh, peaches and cream product. Well, how do they continuously sell that product? Is it that they guarantee that it's going to give you a high yield? They guarantee that, you know, the product's going to be sweet. Like, they, they guarantee all those things, and that's how you get the variance. Because this seed, like, we, we grow this seed so that when you plant it, you know every year you plant our seed, you're going to get the same result. Right, and you know what? right now the industry, they're kind of producing their own seeds. Exactly. And what the results are. Bingo, and I think that that's just it because Illinois, they didn't, and I mean, I don't think this is out of the ordinary because it is federally still illegal, but it all the cultivators in Illinois, they weren't given a avenue to acquire genetics. So, mm-hmm. in other words, a legal avenue. They were not given a legal avenue to acquire genetics. So, in other words, they were expected. You know all those strains that they're growing right now? Yeah. Apparently, they got those from Immaculate Conception because they didn't have a legal um, route to acquire those seeds. So, th- this is the other thing is that the, some of these companies may have just popped seeds into a few po- – I don't have anything to back this up. I want to be very clear. But some of these seeds, because they don't, they didn't have a you know a standardized avenue to get genetics, and so for all intents and purposes, they could call these plants whatever they want to call them. Um, you know, you pop a seed in, that one's cookies. Yeah, pop no, a seed in, that no one's Kush. Pop a seed. Bingo. And this, you know, this happens in other states. It's I'm not coming from. I mean, I'm not totally just trying to come up with like an evil scheme. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, <laughs> This has happened in other states, and and by that I mean, um, a cultivator will grow a lot of flour. Um, they'll have it in bulk. They need to get rid of it, you know. And so maybe they'll just sell it as a Khalifa Kush, or uh, you know, uh, a Willie's Reserve. Uh, Willie's Reserve. I don't want to get into that. Willie seems to have a pretty good operation going. Oh, but like Peyton Manning. They. I remember like in Colorado when Peyton Manning was playing for them. People were naming strains after him left and right, and he was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, I mean, people will jump on names, and I guess the point we're trying to make is that there's no real – I don't want to say legal recourse, but there's no consumer recourse. There's no, like – I mean, there is. You can speak with your wallet, um, but, you know, you know to an extent – You know, most people aren't as lucky as us. I'm sorry, most people aren't as lucky as us. We actually have two dispensaries to choose from that are close by. True. Some people Very are true. stuck, and they can only have, they have one dispensary that's 40 minutes from their house. Right. And so they drive for an hour to get there, and they're just, like, forced to take what they have. 
Mm-hmm. So, but it's still better than, you know, going down a dark alley. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I want to be clear, I've had to go down a dark alley before, and that's where we've all come from. And I, we can't forget that, is that we all came from the black market. And so, you know, um, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, if the uh, legal market doesn't ha- have the options, there, there is a market. There's a market for everything, as you'll come to find out. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I've had to go back in the past. I'm a medical patient, and I'm sorry, but the prices are outrageous. Uh, the selection is limited. And if I can find a product that's going to work for me, uh, I'm going to do it. Just like, you know, people, and I, just like people travel to Mexico to get uh, insulin, I will travel to a friend or to another location to get cheaper medicine. Um, it's just something that I'm going to do. And you know what? If, uh, if, if I were to get caught doing it or whatever, um, I'd be happy to be caught uh, because I think if, uh, think if they caught me they would feel sorry for themselves you know um it's mm-hmm. when it's uh, y- when you're dealing with uh medical cannabis patients it's like you really just like lay off they're gonna, they're gonna like arrest someone for trying to get cheaper medication yeah exactly it's it comes it's down sick to and you, s- you do see it i mean you do see it um one of the things i want to tease in the future uh before we, and we'll return to this topic is that you know the the Officers of the law are not by any means um, necessarily informed on the law, and I've actually seen a lot to point to the contrary. Um, we, we did a lot of coverage on that in the early days, um, but there's a lot of uh, gray area and confusion in the law right now. And so take what law enforcement is telling you as a grain of salt. Maybe talk to your lawyer because um, – so, I'm sorry, but law – police officers they're not lawyers um it it probably should be uh, a requirement to get a law degree of some sort to be a cop i don't know why why you only need a high school diploma but um (laughs) you know talk to your lawyer uh shoot us a question we're by no means lawyers but i speak with normal uh frequently and they are they do work with lawyers and so we've got a pretty good interpretation of the law which you can read uh at chillinois.net slash faq um so just to quickly close out this topic, another comment that I have that I think is going to be kind of controversial, and uh, it's not my comment. I can direct you to who made this comment. Jordan Asquith, he's actually a board member on uh, Normal, uh, Illinois Normal. Uh, I believe he's also a board member on the Chicago Normal, like the local chapter. Um, he's uh, a part of the medical cannabis community on Facebook that I would mentioned earlier. And his um, counterpoint to my idea of terpenes is that Terpenes have been studied quite in depth on their medicinal impact and independently, and there's very little evidence that um, they can have the influence that many cultivators and dispensaries claim they do. Um, they taste good and they smell good, but that's about it. Um, he says if he's nauseous and you offer, offer him either isolated THC or isolated terpenes, you'd bet that he's going to take THC every time. And that kind of just piggyback. I, I wanted to include that point because it piggybacks off of the comment that Pat Rose East shared, which is that you know, these people are trying to come exact and sciency in a field where there's a lot of variance and uh, not only like with the plant, but with the humans that are consuming it. And so, you know, ultimately, I just wanted to kind of discuss these ideas and, and maybe say some things that 
you might find controversial so that maybe you'll engage because I, I want to we, we want to further our understanding of this topic because at the end of the day just to return to that grandma bo- grandma's boy clip that was Jay's idea um, he is a veteran I, I will say <laughs> I guess that's the way I can refer to you you're a veteran of, of smoking and um, when you went to the dispensary the first time you literally you were just like I can I just I, I want some weed that's gonna get me high and you know so um yeah, that's, that's the thing <laughs> yeah and uh you know we so we want to try to further our understanding on this topic because ultimately i have these questions and i have these observations but i don't really have enough to come to a conclusive like decision on how i feel about the way that these things are being sold um, but i wanted to start the conversation today so uh, please reach out to us um, because we'd like to continue this conversation in the future. Um, it's super interesting, and um, yeah, I yeah. just I I, am, I find it I'm, very intriguing. So I'm if very, you e- oh, go ahead, I'm very interested in it too. And it, like another side aspect of it is who decided we're gonna take all the CBD and put it on one side and the THC on the other? I used to enjoy having both. I don't know about yeah. you guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good observation, and I think that's where a lot of people come from. A lot of those old schoolers, especially, it, there's a lot of thought that that old the old bud, you know, the flower that that mm-hmm. our parents grew up smoking. Yeah, I mean, um, you had to smoke ten joints to get high, but it was a really good high. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> mellow high. So, yeah, um, like I say, we want to return to that topic in the future. But that was episode three of the Chillinoid podcast. Um, Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, on SoundCloud, or any other streaming services that we use. Um, and please, I, I feel bad for asking this, but we don't have any reviews yet. So please be sure to leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed us. I mean, if you didn't, leave us a one-star review and tell us we suck. We'll try to do better. Um, <laughs> if you so, thought we were okay, leave us a three. Yeah, leave us a three. Put us right in the middle. What you know, Whatever. <laughs> and if you think that we could bump your one or three-star up to a five-star, Email us the feedback. Uh, we want to hear, you know. So, uh, net slash podcast is how you can give us uh, feedback. Uh, just click the Be Heard button, and you can either send us an email or you can just give us a call. There's a chance I'll answer. I probably won't. Um, and you could, you could leave us a voicemail. Um, so, just for like more info, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you could try texting me. I don't know. I'd probably just throw you into spam there as well. Um, but um, for info – about our giveaway uh, that we mentioned earlier, um, go to chillinois.net slash 42020. Um, and before we close, uh, it would be at this point that if we had received any correspondence that we would read and respond to those. Um, there's several ways that you can contact the podcast. Um, since we're closing it out, Jay, maybe you get uh, get a bowl loaded or something so we can sm- spark, it, sm- yeah. uh, spark up to close out. Uh, but um, yeah, like I said, there are several, wa- several ways that you can contact the podcast. Uh, you can write us an email or you can leave us a voicemail. Um, and the voicemail can actually be played on our show. So community input, as I've been saying, is critical to our operation. Uh, your feedback determines the future of our podcast. If you'd like to provide feedback for the podcast, go to chillinois.net slash podcast. That's chillinois.net slash P-O-T-C-A-S-T. Um, and you can provide your feedback there. Um, I know I've said that multiple times throughout this show, but really, we depend on your feedback. I mean, if you don't like it, we'll switch things up to make it so that this is enjoyable for you. So 
Uh, please subscribe to our podcast. Please rate it. Share it with your friends, your family. You never know who's going to benefit from uh, having cannabis in their life. So I know most of you are stuck inside for 420, so I wanted to give you guys maybe some things to do, some things to look out for. Um, Cresco will be holding a um, Instagram live session on 420, um, on Monday, 420, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you go to at Cresco Cannabis on Instagram, um, you can learn from the VPs of manufacturing, um, Tamer Muhammad and David Sanchez, who are members of the team that created Liquid Live Resin. Um, I love Liquid Live Resin, so I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Also, Willie Nelson is hosting a Come and Toke It live stream variety show. It's a four-hour and 20-minute special, which will feature musicians, comedians, chefs, and perhaps the world's only chance to knock smoking with Willie Nelson off their bucket list. The live stream will raise money for the last Prisoner Project. Project. Check out Cooked with Cannabis, which is airing on Netflix on 420. Cooked with Cannabis is a show where chefs compete to get the host and special guests high on elevated cannabis cuisine with their artful use of leafy herb, THC infusions, and CBD sauces. Illinois' own Manny Mendoza will be appearing. Manny is the owner and operator of Herbal Notes. Herbal Notes is a communal dining experience centered around culinary exploration, and they're based out of Chicago, Illinois. I've actually gone to one of uh, Manny's dinners. He uh, hosted a private dinner uh, for my girlfriend and myself. It was pretty awesome. We had an infused soup. Um, I can't remember what the name was because, um, again, his uh, operation is based around culinary exploration, so there's kind of a different theme um, for every um, event. So uh, I had like a Spanish-style soup. Um, it was infused with THC. Um, it was really awesome. Um, they kind of talk to you at the beginning and they ask, you know, are you a veteran? And based off of that, not, not directly, they don't ask you directly, are you a veteran? But they ask, you know, what is, you know, your experience with cannabis? And they kind of help you feel out what dosage you're going to want in your meal. Um, of course, I'm an expert, or I'm a <laughs> expert, a veteran. Um, and so I asked them to give me their best shot. Um, but my girlfriend, you know, she was trying to, uh, stay awake for the rest of the day. So she asked, you know, to, if they could light, uh, dose her meal a little bit lighter. So check out Herbal Notes and check out Cooked with Cannabis, um, which again is airing on Netflix on 420, um, and Illinois' own Manny Mendoza will be appearing. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to episode three of the Illinois podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Cole. So let's spark up to close out this show, guys. This is going to be something we're going to do every show. So um, I've got a, got a joint well. of... Uh, I'm going to use my torch to light this. You're going to use a torch? You're living on the wild side. I am. Um, so the new med gave me a free Cholin the other day. Oh, new med did? That yeah. was nice of them. Yeah, I told them I was going to be sampling some of their stuff on the podcast. They're like, well, use this. Hey. <laughs> well, there you go. Nice. So uh, shout out to the folks at uh, new med. Um, so I am, I've got a joint of some homegrown Wonder Woman. That I'm about to spark up, um, and we this year we actually got the right to to grow at home, so I've been doing that. Um, it's helped me to save a lot of money, um, and it's actually a pretty um, therapeutic process. You know, like uh, especially with everything that's going on right now, I, I can go into my little closet and, and touch my little babies. So uh, 
I'm actually going to be lighting one of my little babies on fire for the uh, and inhaling his contents um, for and the close of the show. What are you smoking on, contents. Jeff? I've got uh, Matter Meltdown from New Med. It's oh, a, is that that's a, it's a hybrid? What's that? I said that's from Pharmacan. That's the cultivator. Cool, excellent. I'm glad you said that because I was just oh yeah, there it is. I was trying to find the damn cultivator name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, this isn't this isn't a fresh one, so this isn't like a smoke them with smoke them Jay. But yeah, we'll have a curious, we'll have a return uh, of that in the future soon or in a future episode, right, Jay? We'll have another. Oh yeah, for sure. I've in. already actually purchased the product and haven't opened it yet. So one of them is damn. La Ronge. <laughs> I know. I've got some La Ronge or L Orange, if you speak it in English, I guess. And then I've got some G Wagon. Which claims that, to be a mix between jet fuel and ghost train haze. Was that a uh, was that French that you just broke out on us? Orange, yes. Uh, true story. My wife. I mean, she won't admit it. She claims that she doesn't remember how to speak it, but she like she straight on speaks fluent French. I don't care what she says. So we've been to France, and she like impressed me. Let's just say the least. She like. Snapped into like a French person all of a sudden, and she's like, blah, 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 and like carried on cool conversations. And I'm just sitting there like an idiot. Like, yeah, like I'm an her American husband. idiot. <laughs> I'm her husband, and I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm her husband. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I the thing I heard about the French language is that it's amazing how, um, how like the smallest slip up in your words in the sentence can become extremely sexual. I don't know if you can report back on that. I know you say that Mary, uh, that your uh, that your wife like would most likely deny that she's able to speak <laughs> French, but you should ask her. Like, is it is it super easy? Because what I what I've understood or what I've come to understand is that you mess up one word and all of a sudden you're asking your boss to have sex with you. <laughs> Um, I would believe that because like she's explained to me, like there's weird things with their language where a word has, so like I, I, I was like annoying her the whole time we're there. Cause I really wanted to go to the Louvre and I kept just saying, I kept going, I want to go to the Louvre because it's got an RE on the end. And I'm like, I don't understand French. They have all these extra letters that you don't <laughs> pronounce. And she's like, well, it depends on when you put a word after it, then sometimes you pronounce it, the last letters of the previous word. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is... no wonder you can mess up the language so quickly. Yeah. Black magic. So, yeah, it seems like a weird language. But it was useful to have a spouse that speaks it. We went there on our honeymoon uh, for a week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, I would say that was useful because... Yeah, I don't know what I'd do in another country that I couldn't speak the language on. Nowadays, of course, it's different. I mean, you're talking 12 years ago. You didn't have the internet <laughs> on in your pocket. Right, yeah. Hell no, I didn't. Yeah, so, like, I had a Nextel phone. <laughs> with, like, I had direct So you beeped each other? You, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I used to hate that. I, every time I'd be, like, in a public bathroom, like, my friend Doug, that we worked at the same place, he'd just be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, oh my god he wouldn't just you know that there's a courtesy beep that's I, i'm young enough not with i Doug. still know that though 
Not with <laughs> Not Doug. With he Doug. just see yeah. that's. I can see why they went. They did away with those things because I I could have a lot of fun if if I could just blurt out an announcement at any time in your podcast or in your uh, in your podcast in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. He always started with, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so like sometimes it's scare the shit out of you. <laughs> well, in, your, in the bath, if you were in the bathroom, that probably worked out, right? Yeah, I was like, you know, help me go, like, sped up the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe he was just trying to help you out. Maybe he thought you, like, struggled with IBS or something. I don't Oh, he knows I do. We work together. Oh, anyway. oh well, hey, you know what? <laughs> so, so it's come full circle. I just, this is like therapy. I just made you realize that he's actually trying to help you. That, that is true. Yeah. He, and I've known you need Doug to call as long him. as I've known Aaron. So You need to call Doug right now. And you need to tell him thank you. You know what? I for should. scaring the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> with his next telephone. I don't think he still has his next telephone. It'll be a blast from the past, though. That's why you give him a call. Be like, what? Yeah. Oh, dude, those next phones? Damn, yeah. I used to just beep you whenever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'll actually start this, re- or I'll actually stop this recording now. So thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in and Maybe for sparking up with us to close out the show. I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Um, if you ever want to email me, my email is uh, chili at chillinois.net. That's C H I L L I at chillinois.net. I'm yeah, really can big I am on uh, the. Uh, go ahead. I'm a smoking J at chillinois.net. So that's. Spelled S M O K I N J A Y. Smoking J at Chillinois.net. Spelled the proper way, am I right? That's right. All right, yeah, so shoot us an email. Um, we'll have another episode out soon. Um, one of the things that I'm excited to announce is that we're going to have a, a, a new regular guest, uh, a new host. Um, so you can look forward to that. Um, there'll be a regular on the show and. Uh, so we'll have a little bit uh, – we'll have another person on here. So if you're bored of Jay and I, um, we'll <laughs> have somebody else to add a little bit of chemistry into this uh, this whole thing. So um, I'm going to spark up your screen again. What did what, you say you were smoking on again? Sorry, I this Wonder Woman kicked in and I fucking forgot. I've got an OG Chillin', and I'm using uh, my little mini torch, which is also the same torch I used when I make uh, cream brulee that I've oh. never made. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm asking, so what strain are you smoking on, did you say? Oh, Matter. It was the Brain Melt, did you say it was? Matter Meltdown. Matter Meltdown. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds tasty. Do the nugs look good? 29.7 THCA. Do the nugs look good? I mean, they look beautiful. They got, like, a lot of orange to them. Orange hairs and stuff, but I mean, it's like pop. It has half pop. It's like probably seventy five percent popcorn nugs. What'd you get? Like an eighth? An eighth. Which is, you know, what it doesn't bother me. It's just the fact that like a year ago, I would have paid less for this. Right. But now they sell it to me as an eighth, and I'm like, well, a year ago, uh, this is what I'd get when I buy popcorn nugs. Right. <laughs> now, when I buy popcorn nugs, I get shake. Like what? It's kind of interesting that uh, it, it's matter you no said change. so. It's matter you said so. The the flour comes in like a little cat uh, cat food can, right? Yeah. Yep. Almost like you're opening up a can of cat food. <clears throat> That's exactly right. 
yeah, if you haven't checked out Matter, I, I really like them. Uh, I've not really been a huge fan of their flour, um, I've, but I've also not tried a lot of their flour. Um, but I, I will say that I really like their concentrate, and in the past, their concentrate has been the cheapest you could find on the market. It used to be always $50 a gram and pretty damn good. Um, mm-hmm. And because it, it, it was always stored in those cans, what I found with uh, – and this has since changed – um, but what I found with some cultivators, or at least it's changed with some cultivators. I can't say it's changed with all. Um, but what I found with, like, for example, Cresco. So who has changed? Um, Cresco used to have packaging uh, for their concentrate. And I don't know why, but the dispensary staff would store it upside down. And if it was a sauce, it could melt and kind of get into the lid and basically be uh, unretrievable, lost product. And that that's super. What? That was them. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so that can be pretty frustrating. But they've since changed, um, and I've noticed that their staff seems to be pretty good at Sunnyside. Their staff seems to be pretty good about storing it in the correct fashion, which is, you know, bottom down, upright, um, and so uh, so that you know that sauce doesn't get in the lid. So, like I say, um, the matter comes in a container that's like a cat can, and you. What I seem to what I seem to notice is that I never dealt with that because the cans stack, so the dispensary staff always sets them upright, and so you just don't worry about that at all. You know, it nice. seemed like I was rolling the dice with some of these cultivators, and I'd get like a sauce, and it, half of it would be soaked into my lid, and it's like, what the hell? I can't even dab this. Yeah, and all those came in boxes that were in bags, right. and they just throw the fucking bags. Absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have a. A, a conversation on packaging in the future because the, I mean the first time I ever went to Colorado I was I was honestly sad because I I you know I went to the dispensaries and stuff but then I went on a walk uh, in the mountains and I saw at least um, you know five or so pieces of trash that it was cannabis packaging and it was I mean, my thought was that either tourists came, you know, and try to get the experience and just throw their shit around or it's locals. I mean, I don't I don't want to blame it on tourists or or the locals. I don't know who it was. It was the bottom line is, is it was a human and it was was someone. I mean, here's the thing. Here's another one. I saw a a sunny side bag on Green Street the other day. It's hard to miss those bags. Those things are bright orange. Um, Somebody just threw it on the ground. And I picked it up, and, and actually, if you guys didn't know, you can recycle those Sunnyside bags. If you take them back to Sunnyside, they will use them again, um, the, the bright white and orange ones, which is pretty awesome because I felt horrible throwing them away. Um, but at the same time, I feel horrible seeing them at all because, uh, again, we'll, we'll get into this conversation and more, you know, we'll dive deeper into this conversation. But there is too much packaging in this damn industry. And you know what? We came from a movement that was all about sustainability. We should be making all this packaging and biodegradability. We should be making this packaging with hemp. Uh, Why are we the, using plastic? How can you have the green industry not be green? Like, it's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, my idea is that it's probably just cheaper and easier to do the plastic. But, you know, cheaper and easier for me is not always the right. It's not always the right way, at least, in my opinion. Cheap and easy is not always right. So, um, yeah, well, that was – uh. That was a good little close out to the conversation. I'm going to yeah. keep puffing on this. I hope you guys are having a good Sunday. We're going to get this thing li- uh, released today so that this announcement is 
uh, out ahead of our 420 giveaway so that you guys have a chance to get excited about it. So. Yeah, this Matter Nulta is pretty good. Yeah, this Wonder Woman is kicking my ass. Um, I wish I could say go pick it up on the shelves, but again, this is some homegrown. So, um, there are some this, there are some cultivators that grow this strain though. So if you can find it, um, hats to you. <laughs> my uh, friend's got a strain that he's calling Fainting Goat. Fainting goat. Tell us, tell us the story behind fainting goat. There's well, always a story. See, he's got a fainting goat farm, and uh, they smoke a lot of weed, and they throw the goats all the seeds out. Well, the owners do. I'm not sure about if there's goats off that, but the uh, okay. they throw all they throw all they were throwing all their pot seeds out where the goats shit. A whole bunch of plants grew, and they harvested them, and they kept all the seeds from what they harvested. And they planted those seeds this year, and so they're calling those fainting goat mainly because they have no idea where it is, just like all the cultivators have. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good way to come full circle. All right, so that was uh, episode three of our Chillinoid podcast. I'm Cole, and I'm Smoking Jay. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. <laughs>